This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, welcome everybody to the Sports Biz Pod. Today is Friday, March 27, 2020. It's been an interesting week, interesting past few weeks. And this is the Sports Biz Rundown, where we give you a rundown of what happened in Sports Biz news, events, careers, and more. Uh, this week, the world is, the sports world is still at a standstill dealing with this global pandemic. Um, there's a lot of optimism that's starting to build, and people are getting a little bit used to this lifestyle and transition. But it's going to be interesting to see how the habits, you know, shift of sports executives, fans, athletes, individuals, businesses that really depend on sporting events. And nobody has an answer. No one has a sure timeline of when coronavirus or when sporting events will come back. But it really provides a unique opportunity for the sports world to innovate, collaborate, drive culture for, towards towards positivity through, you know, what we've built. So this is the rundown, and I'm really excited to bring on Peter Stein, uh, a special guest who's the the managing director of Sport Tech Ventures, works with uh, Players for the Planet, and works with Transition Sports Entertainment. But Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks, Nick, for having me. Awesome. So, um, give you a little bit of an intro, but if you want to tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, and um, we've collaborated on some events and various projects, but just if you can give you a little overview about what you're up to. Yeah, for sure. So, um, my firm is called Sports Tech Ventures. Kind of combine the words here, sports and tech. Um, that's really the uh, my career trajectory. Um, I, I had a the ability to have a lot of different experiences in the traditional sports world, uh, working for teams and agencies. Um, and then I uh, was able to transition into venture capital. Uh, and while at a VC firm, um, we didn't focus solely on sports entertainment media. It was certainly a big focus. Um, and then I've been able to get also get experience within a startup, um, block six analytics, which is a portfolio company. Um, so then I took all that kind of 360 experience to start my own firm uh, almost three years ago now. And as you mentioned, some of those, those companies like Transition Sports Entertainment, um, I work with a lot of athletes in their sort of second phase of their career working in tech companies. Um, and I'm very focused uh, on baseball as a kind of a, a niche in the broader sports tech landscape. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the stuff you're doing is really interesting. And, for all those listening, if you've been to one of our events in New York, uh, Peter is one of like the co-founders with this event series we started called The Athlete Platform. So we've aligned with a lot of these projects, really empowering athletes to share their stories on what they're working on in business, philanthropy, social impact. And, and uh, Peter, myself, and we've had a few other people get involved, but uh, been a huge part of these events. And 
we're looking to continue to build off that momentum and adjust to this digital landscape as we can continue back to, uh, you know, normal events. But uh, stay tuned with that. So without further ado, let's just jump into uh, the top sports biz news stories, uh, starting with um, obviously coronavirus updates. So we'll read off a, a statement that the Olympic.org um, sent out this week, where in 124 years from the reveal by Pierre de Kubel, uh, can't say his name, but uh, one of the Olympic founders, um, their, their decision to postpone the 2020 Olympics to 2020 to 2021. The Olympics Games has never been postponed, but the 20th century's uh, two world wars had left several editions to be canceled. So this is a really unique time that the Olympics uh, being pushed back this week um, changed a lot of the programming. Um, we'll see if it's still in Tokyo, if they're able to pull that off. But this is really monumental news. They've never had something that's uh, almost a natural disaster that has caused a reason for, for canceling or postponing an Olympics. So um, I don't know, if Peter, if you have any thoughts on this or if you've worked with any Olympians or any type of uh, people in this space. Yeah, well, I think it was um, <clears throat> certainly inevitable, uh, you know, when they were going to pull the plug. It just really shows the severity and, and, and scale of kind of the unprecedented nature of what we're up against. Um, from a standpoint of, of some clients that we work with um, in the Olympic Games, it's, it's certainly uh, kind of affected their um, – you know, really their well-being and, and um, you know, people just had to had to adjust. Um, and, you know, there's a, a couple articles um, written from the, the point of view of, of uh, Nicole Haverlin um, that uh, Don Povia, my partner at Transition, um, which is it's just interesting kind of their take on, on how they adjust and um, how sponsors are going to adjust. And it's certainly, um, you know, like, like I said in the beginning, un unprecedented, um, but you know, it was really only a matter of time um, before they pulled the plug. Yeah, it, it seemed like they were mitigating risk. There's a lot of, they need a lot more leeway for, you know, the NFL draft to be canceled in the upcoming months. They have, you know, they don't have much of a time frame for the Olympics. What goes into it, it kind of makes sense to pull and push that back now. And uh, we actually had uh, Michael Rasile on the podcast a few weeks ago that um, he works closely with Olympians. And from their story, it's really different for, Olympic athletes to kind of get this postponed rather than an NFL athlete, just the, the pay distribution is completely different. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll monitor this closely and see what exactly the dates and maybe hopefully it returns back to Tokyo, but we'll, we'll kind of monitor that closely. Um, on to the next story where this just came in where Michael Rubin, the uh, founder of Fanatics, uh, they produce all the apparel for MLB, NBA, NFL, um, they were actually halting uh, production for MLB jerseys. Uh, we'll see if there's other ones. And with the uh, approval of the commissioner, Rob Manfred, uh, he allowed them to kind of change the design of the jerseys to produce face masks and gowns that they're going to send to uh, various hospitals. I think primarily in New York and New Jersey, which is the epicenter for coronavirus. So um, this is a really cool, innovative, entrepreneurial move that Mike Rubin has done to help um, you know provide supplies so you know what are your thoughts on this Peter this is a, especially being in baseball this is a you know I don't know if you've seen the gowns but uh, it looks uh, it looks like it's adaptable and uh, maybe they'll help solve that problem yeah I think that's a, an awesome move by my Michael Rubin someone who's <clears throat> always been very philanthropic and um, you know big on social justice uh, it's interesting because the you know he's part of the 
76ers ownership group, um, along with you know several other owners, but they, they actually came under a little scrutiny when they were announced that they were going to be um, cutting pay stadium workers by by 20% for a period, but they ended up reversing that. And I'm not surprised that, that Michael Rubin, um, you know, went above and beyond and, and found that, you know, this way um, also to, you know, readjust resources in a way that um, is going to help because I know firsthand I have siblings um, working at hospitals in New York and it's pretty shocking and alarming how unequipped they are. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, that sounds like the goal is, um, to get uh, in Pennsylvania, I think is is what the article said. Um, in particular, yeah. with the shortage, but yeah, it's a, it's a great move. Yeah, and um, um, you know, from the like from the beginning of last week and the beginning of the other week, the transition of like people's sentiment, people's confidence, hysteria, it's been very tumultuous of a of a past week. But um, I will say, at the end of the, from the start of this week to the end of this week, I feel a lot more optimistic with how people have been able to rally behind this. You know, from either you know making jerseys into something wearable. You have Amheiser Bush turning their factories into producing hand sanitizer. Drew Brees just um, just came out yesterday that he donated five million dollars. Um, so people are throwing down checks. People are distributing their wealth. Um, big executives at I think NBA, they're taking a twenty percent pay uh, reduction so people are making it work um, it looks like people are being less greedy and and more adaptable and, and giving so we'll continue to monitor that but that's uh those are some coronavirus updates um moving right along to uh some nfl news specifically uh the new los angeles team so you have the la chargers and the la rams um at the same time uh one day after the other they both both released um two new rebrands um, to kind of give a fresh look into this new stadium that both of these teams will be playing in. But um, I'm not an L.A. fan of, uh, you know, the teams. I don't have any resonance to, like, a, a strong opinion on these uh, brands. They looked pretty clean. Um, it was interesting to see how they, you know, they released them during this week. But, uh, Peter, what are, your, what are your thoughts on these logo designs? Do you like them? Or, um, you know, is this, you know, bad timing? I for think um, the Chargers uh... – didn't really change much right it's, it still has the same feel it's a little <laughs> i would say modernized um but the rams certainly um kind of surprised us um you know it's just a i guess a little more old school look um but but we'll see how it kind of you know looks on on field um certainly different than just a logo in isolation but yeah i think you know the rams um certainly you know did a little more of a rebrand that the Chargers was more of a, a retouch, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're interesting, clean, new looks, um, you know, with logo designs, there's always going to be two sides where fans are never really going to get always what they want. And there's got to be some team ownership decisions. So, you know, it's a clean new look and we'll see how it plays out. And hopefully the NFL season um, isn't going to be postponed or canceled. And, should be really interesting this year with the new collective bargaining agreement and, um, the, you know, extra games being played. So, um, you know, those are two stories that we're covering for, you know, a quick rebrand. Um, moving right along to sports money. Um, so, obviously, with the, with the up and down market that we're facing right now, there's a lot of opportunities. And it looks like Steve Ballmer, the owner of the L.A. Clippers, he's also a former executive at Microsoft, a billionaire. Um, he announced a purchase. Um, through a third company that they just newly formed in Inglewood, California. 
Um, and they acquired uh, the new stadium, uh, not a new stadium, a stadium from MSG. Um, and uh, it looks like it was for $400 million in cash. And um, they just made the acquisition through an LLC that they just formed called Caps with two S's. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this, Peter? This is big bread that is thrown down for, for the stadium. And um, um, a lot of L.A. news, just especially with the rebrands, the new stadium. Now Steve Ballmer buying this new, uh, you know, arena and moving the Clippers there. Um, it's interesting move during this time period. Yeah, well, <clears throat> the thing about um, Steve Ballmer is that his, he is, you know, probably 10x the, the worth of um, – of Dolan. So, you know, the $400 million uh, purchase for, I don't know what Jeff Bezos or Balmer's latest note <laughs> calculation is, but it's probably 50 plus billion um, into the market. Yeah. A little tumultuous, but um, yeah, not, not a huge pay for him. Uh, so I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It says he's worth uh, $51.8 billion. Um, so he's doing well off, and, and I think it looks like he's also trying to uh, capitalize on uh, maybe the, the market being down or real estate. There's definitely real estate being fluctuating in New York City, what, I, you know, what, what we're seeing. But, um, you know, it looks like he's just capitalizing, and, um, you know, we'll see, you know, what other uh, philanthropy, uh, any type of philanthropy that he might kind of associate with during the time. That was a big purchase. Um, could be my understanding wrong. of that that purchase is that it it really now clears a hurdle for him to be able to build a new stadium in downtown Los Angeles. So I think it was really just he needed to pay the forty million dollars to own that. So now he can build a stadium because um, I guess my understanding is that Dolan is making it a little tough for him, especially with I guess some of the rights of that of the forum. So it, it's the move's really not even about that purchase of the form itself is about his now ability to build a, a new basketball arena complex in Inglewood. Got it. So it was just more so the rights uh, to, to build this. And um, yeah, it's interesting to see because any new stadiums that pop up now, they have to be a little bit over the top. Um, there has to be fully functional. There has to be hotels, hospitality, restaurants. It's not just a, a, a single stadium um, anymore. So um, that's something where, you know, billions of dollars are invested, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, another sports money story, you know, pertaining to uh, donations. So as part of NBA's uh, hashtag NBA together, uh, $50 million commitment, the NBPA and the NBA are going to contribute $2 million to supporting ongoing coronavirus relief efforts globally and locally. Um, there's a lot of other stories popping up where just mentioned Drew Brees. Um, he donated $5 million personally, and that uh, that's more than double what the NBA is doing. So there's more and more players that are cutting checks. But I guess what are your thoughts on this NBA, um, you know, donation? They're really leading the – setting the tone because they were one of the first organizations to cancel or postpone their, their games. So – and that kind of led a trickle effect. So they're really – driving the culture forward uh but you know what are your thoughts on this uh the con this contribution yeah no i think it's a very significant contribution and like you said they're always at the the forefront of of, of kind of leading the charge there and um you've also seen players individually step up in a big way and it, it's interesting when you see um you know the players kind of match or exceed uh some of the contributions of, of owners and um it's, it's a it's pretty pretty interesting to see that and 
hopefully that'll the players will put more pressure um, from the top from from owners who with you know bigger wallets. Yeah. Um, so I guess what are your thoughts? Like, if there's any other things to break down with like regarding sports money and just like kind of how you know resources are distributed. Um, you know, what are you kind of seeing right now? Is like you know. Uh, it's kind of distributing wealth in a way, but have you seen any other kind of donations or things significant that's like, that's kind of moving money right now? Well, there was, um, you know, my eyes always on baseball and, and it was reported last night that major league baseball and the players association agreed to a, a draft salary and, and more changes for the shortened season that they needed to identify. So um, the players association, I think is advancing players $170 million for April and May money that if the season is canceled, they get to keep. Um, but then they had to make a lot of decisions about, you know, if related to service time. Um, so, you know, say there is no 2020 season, that's the doomsday scenario. Uh, Mookie Betts would become a free agent. Um, and that's just a little significant because he, you know, was traded by the Red Sox to the, to the um, Los Angeles Dodgers. And now he would not have even played a day for the Dodgers. So there's some interesting things that could happen like that. Hopefully there won't be a doomsday scenario. Um, they're also making some pretty key adjustments. So uh, related to arbitration. So any stats this year can't really be used against you um, the way that, you know, they won't be penalized basically for putting up stats that don't stack up to past comparables because they're probably going to be playing less games. So it's interesting to see how MLB and, and the players association, um, you know, cause they, have to reach an agreement, which it sounds like they just did. Um, but looming over them is the 2021 uh, CBA agreement, which is expected to be, um, you know, a pretty lot of things for them to work out. So I had my eyes on that, and I'm glad that they could reach consensus. Um, and then, yeah, that was sort of the the other big story that I noticed coming out of uh, last night. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of a logistical nightmare when, uh, let's say sports are allowed to play or maybe people's sentiment on what coronavirus is, how to stop it or any type of resolution. But I mean, you have the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and all them, they're pushing that back into the fall. The Masters, in my opinion, you know, the, the golf tournament is, um, they might just cancel it. It's going to be tough to really reschedule that because it's just such a prime time week that they pretty much own um, in the sports world that kind of kicks off the spring. So um, we'll see once like things get back to normal, what will be the first event, um, how it will transition, will there be fans, um, how does that stack up? Because all of these, you know, teams in, in, uh, in games that were supposed to be scheduled, once it's available and people are allowed to, to play and stadiums are allowed to have, you know, fans in the stands, um, we'll see how that kind of logistics works out. But yeah, that covers all the top sports business news stories this week. There's a lot more that we could kind of break down to. but kind of stuff to summarize, you know, you have coronavirus that is impacting everything. And then the NFL is still, you know, moving strong with NFL free agency rebrand and, you know, the NBA is making donations and purchases. So um, that's that moving along to uh, the sports news pod that we're, that we're covering. So today's episode um, is the rundown, which we do every Friday. And then this, this Tuesday, we released an episode with Tim Greenberg, who's the chief community officer at the world surf league. So we did a live stream with him a few months ago and just released the podcast. So you can go listen to that on um, Apple and it's really unique. And it's good. It's interesting to see how, you know, the, the world uh, of 
of surfing and the sport of surfing is growing. So go check out that episode and um, move it along to sports biz events. So usually we curate all the best sports events. Um, right now, there's a lot of digital events going on. For example, Sports Business Journal and Sport Techie both launched um, two very similar uh, sports online uh, conferences. I attended both of them, both very well run, and it looks like they partnered up with a, a company called uh, Six Connects. Um, so uh, there's companies that are capitalizing um, on this, this kind of digital conference experience. Um, so we're going to uh, kind of make some announcements soon, but we're working on a digital um, type of event to bring people together that's entertaining. So we're not going to share too much details, but there's some updates coming and, and we're going to help, um, you know, we already helped build this calendar that curates the best events. So we're going to try to rally and aggregate a calendar that, that uh, puts together the best online sports events. So keep posted about that. And then uh, to kind of wrap things up with sports biz careers, you know, it is, a, it's a very difficult job market right now. Uh, people don't know when work um, is going to return to, you know, the regular office. Um, but uh, people are still, uh, you know, announcing and releasing jobs uh, according to LinkedIn, which we, we heavily monitor. So um, every week we curate the best sports uh, biz career opportunities. So starting with uh, these two entry level jobs with, um, Showtime, uh, it's a 2020 summer internship, PR, corporate communications internship with, uh, with Showtime Network. Um, then we also have Bleacher Report. They're looking for a highlight intern. Um, I believe as well with uh, Transition Sports, we're, we're helping send over some, some interns this summer. But from, as far as internships um, goes, it's going to be interesting to see where um, how internships transition and how college students transition because um, a lot of it's going to be switched online. So that's kind of our mission right now is how do we um, continue to, to talk with and help with um, college students transitioning and set them up with digital internships. So we're, we're looking to that closely with Sports Biz Group. And um, we still are running the Manhattan Sports Biz Academy. So we're taking that day by day about the, the logistics on uh, that happening in person this summer. But we will have some type of experience with Manhattan Sports Biz Academy um, moving on to some other jobs or careers that, that we're curating for the mid-level. Um, you know, Facebook is looking for a communications associate in their sports partnerships team. So um, that's a really well-run team with Facebook and Instagram, and they're looking to kind of strengthen their sports uh, partnerships. And we found this opportunity on LinkedIn. So um, that's an interesting mid-level career. And then CBS is also looking for an HR coordinator in their sports department. Um, and then to wrap it up, um, for senior level, we have uh, you know, NBA looking for head of marketing, head of email marketing, uh, and then the WWE looking for director of international sales. Um, all these careers that we found were recently posted this past week on LinkedIn. So um, they're, they're fresh on the market. We'll, we'll uh, kind of get the status on that. But um, if you haven't already, go subscribe to the newsletter. Go subscribe to this podcast. And, uh, you know, Peter, if you're, if you're still there, um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and, and kind of sharing your expertise. And we're definitely going to have some more, uh, you know, announcements to be made um, about, you know, digital events that we're, we're helping curate. But, yeah, this is a Sports Biz Rundown. So we curate the best Sports Biz uh, careers, news, uh, events, 
and more. So if you have any opportunities to collaborate on this, we're always open um, and uh, we're looking to experiment with some live streams, which we've done um, a lot this past year. So thanks again. If you haven't already, go subscribe, give us a five-star review, refer this podcast to, to someone that you might think uh, could get some value out of that and enjoy the rest of your day and have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.